Hey, welcome to On the Bench. This is Brendan Sinone, somewhat of an emergency podcast, as, as much an emergency podcast as we've pro- probably ever had. I'm with Josh Newberg right now. He's in Colorado. I'm in Tallahassee. Uh, Chris Nee's somewhere in the in the in the Raleigh, Durham, Greensboro Triangle area. Uh, not sure exactly where he is at the moment, but it's weird, man. Weird stuffs. Weird stuffs happening. Josh, are you are you safe and sound and doing all right right now in in, in Denver? Um, yeah, well, I'm not in Denver. I'm up in uh, Beaver Creek. I'm I guess just assumed, I just assumed you'd be in Denver for obvious reasons. <laughs> That's mm. fault. No. Yeah. I flew into Denver on Wednesday and, um, met a buddy there that just moved out and we drove to the mountains on Thursday. So, you know, I'm on vacation. This is free podding for you, but <laughs> this I, is, I, you're, you're on vacation and stuff is, has gotten very weird for all of us. Uh, anyone I'm, listen? I'm the one that requested us doing this. For you did. Record. I was like, you, you were, you, you're on vacation. Well, we talked to... about you maybe being available to do a pod or something like that at some point uh, on your week sabbatical, but I don't think we were expecting it to be under these circumstances. And, and obviously things are really, yeah. really, you yes, I agree. Pod. The, the Knowles 24-7 site is spread a little thin right now. Um, like I said, I put in for vacation months ago. This seemed like a good time to go, right? In the middle of spring practice, you and Chris and Zach, you all got this. And um, I'll be back for the spring for the spring game. That was the plan. Uh, this virus had different plans. When I landed in Denver on Wednesday, things were pretty normal. Um, I even went ahead and put our Knowles 24-7 group chat on Do Not Disturb because <laughs> – Oops. I'm on vacation. <laughs> and then Thursday morning, we woke up in Denver early, got on the road about 8.30 a.m., which is like 10.30 your time. So right about the time you were in practice and Chris was in North Carolina uh, getting ready to cover the AC, the, the men's opening round game. Yeah, so FSU was on pocket. the court. F- FSU was on the court warming up at this at roughly this time. Yeah, ra- about 10.30. Um, and we're all out of pocket. And things just start crumbling, like one by one, cancellations, closures. Um, at the same time, you're interviewing Mike Norvell about the virus and, and his, his words from it. Meanwhile, the FSU men's team gets pulled off the court at the same time. And here I am, like, <laughs> going through the mountains, in and out of service, and our group chat is just blowing up. Plus, we have others. Plus, Slack is blowing up. Um, our boss, Pat, is in another text with us about what's going on. What was it like on your end from the football field? Because that's just my perspective. It was crazy. So I couldn't imagine what it was like for you. So you're on the football field, and you're kind of in your bubble just covering practice. And we knew going into the day that after practice was over in, in the late morning and close to around noontime that you uh, that we wanted to, to talk to Mike Norvell about a variety of things. It was the first day in pad, so – uh, last day before spring break, but but knowing that coronavirus, I mean, that's all people are talking about around us is the coronavirus, and mm-hmm. uh, as the NBA making its decision that the evening before to to postpone play, uh, obviously I think kind of set a shockwave throughout the sports world for for sure. So we knew we were going to ask Mike Norvell about coronavirus, and uh, when he spoke to us, you know, it was pretty generic with what he was discussing. He he deferred most things to the university. Uh, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from from that, but there wasn't anything talking about you know definitive. Okay, whether the spring game is going to change, uh, mm-hmm. how they're going to impact. Because because one dynamic with this, Josh, that I, I think most of our listeners know, but FSU is basically switching its like first couple weeks of class 
after spring break. So FSU is going on spring break this week. FSU is switching classes to online classes. Right. For students who are on campus or living on campus and are staying through spring break, one, they're being encouraged to leave. If they do leave, however, they don't want students back till uh, after that that time period. I think April 6th is when they would at the earliest start in-person classes again. So basically, if you're leaving campus, uh, they don't want you coming back for, for about a month here to kind of see what's what as you kind of vet and, and try to assess what's going on with this this virus that, that's, you know, was it a pandemic? Pandemic, right? Not epidemic, pandemic. Um, but regardless, man, so anyways, I, I go to, uh, you know, Zach's with us. He goes onto the bench to cover recruiting. I went to go get lunch for him and I. I sat down, though, to write a little bit and get practice reports up, get video up. As that's happening, I'm sitting up to go watch, you know, men's hoops is warming up. Uh, other SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, they're canceling their tournaments. Like, you can see the TVs, mm-hmm. like, showing like they're cutting back and forth between the ESPN studio and and then the FSU game where they're still warming up. And that was kind of weird because they're on the court, off the court. Yeah, I wish we had knee with us right now. Uh, but then all of a sudden the ACC tournament's canceled. And I look up and FSU players are on the court accepting a championship trophy with like barely any fans there. It's super surreal. Chris wrote a really good story about it. Uh, Shem, who we had on the podcast, weighed in on it. They're both there in Greensboro covering it. It sounded like that was just a cluster, man. It was chaos for about an hour and a half, just trying to kind of, uh, as you realize, Josh, the the magnitude of like that this is affecting your job, my job, and just uh, you know, our listeners love sports. It's affecting things that are part of our day to day life, and and for you and I, our our jobs. It's it, and then obviously the the virus itself because it's affecting people's like legitimately lives. You know, it's killing people. So it, mm-hmm. it to me, it was sobering. It was reality of just how serious or how. dynamic this thing really is yeah and um it it's such a man it i i do feel like it's necessary i don't think anything that happened yesterday was um you know i i just think it's it it, it's just necessary as a country that we do these things but it still sucks man it still sucks right i mean for the basketball i'm just I'm, I don't follow basketball as closely as Chris, and I'm not as vested into it as, no one does. as Shem. <laughs> right. But, man, do I feel bad for the for the players and the, and the coaches on that team that, that don't get, you know, and I know they get the ACC awards and everything, but this was a team that was playing at such a high level. Like, I, I know that they wanted to to earn it the right way, and they wanted to earn it on the court. So it was, it was, um, it was heart-wrenching to see it end the way that it did on the court with them getting walked off. They were so, I mean, they were so defeated and, and just, again, that's what made that that whole watching it on the TV unfold. They weren't happy. They weren't cheering. You know, Clemson players were there kind of watching it too. It was, again, this very sobering moment uh, of letdown of, I think, well, It's all the hard was, work that you put right. in. In a lot of this, you know, Coach Hamilton doesn't necessarily build it with a bunch of one and done. So the, this is years and years a culminating into this ACC championship and, and, and what was supposed to be a NCAA tournament run. Right. Well, Trent, Trent Forrest, uh, you know, Corey Clark over at Warchant tweeted out on Wednesday night when things were starting to kind of hit the fans saying like this may, you know, we may have had watched our last game with mm-hmm. Trent Forrest and FSU uniform. And, and he's right because uh, we, we should uh, clarify some of the news. So not only was the ACC tournament canceled, but the NCAA tournament, done right like like it's not postponed like it's done it's not happening right so i'm surprised that they didn't postpone it i mean i don't i see am as the, well 
I just don't see the downside in postponing and anything in these times. Like nobody knows, nobody knew 72 hours from now what today would look like. So right. how are we supposed to know even just 72 hours? It could change in the other direction. I mean, we just don't know. I'm not saying it will, but we just don't know. So I don't really understand putting a hard stop to to the NCAA tournament at that well, time. If, if I, if I made you, and I kind of, that was my initial reaction too, is I was surprised mm-hmm. they just went that full ahead and, and canceled it rather than just postponing it and saying, oh, well, let's evaluate where we are at Same the end of March. It's a regional tournament. Uh, I know Mike can, well, so if one, you and I aren't necessarily qualified, well, not necessary. We are not qualified to really talk about the coronavirus and, I would suggest people, if you do want to listen to a podcast that was pretty informative on it, at least I thought so, and I learned a lot, was Joe Rogan had had an expert on, I think, on Tuesday to discuss it. Uh, it's about an hour and a half long podcast. It's well worth your time. It's pretty straightforward to discuss what this is. But but he said, like, this is we're just kind of seeing the beginning stages of it, uh, that this really that could continue to spread. And, and we'll see some of the fallout from from the virus uh, for about three to six months. So. Uh, you know what that looks like i don't know josh but that's one of the aspects at play i imagine is that you know as officials that are talking that medical officials are talking to university officials and and whatnot that they're understanding that this is something that isn't going to be a a one month sort of deal that that's going to take a while to kind of get it under control uh in addition to that too like i don't know the moving parts of tv contracts and uh, logistics for travel like i I don't know man I, i i do know that it's you know, it would have been really difficult to try to to yeah. rework all those things uh, with all the right. tournament well, itself. It's canceled. Um, those are the cancellations for hoops. So run us through what happened yesterday with the football program. So the ACC came out and said that it was uh, following suit, I believe, with some other leagues, too, but but basically canceling or postponing sports in general. So mm-hmm. that's the spring sports that's baseball that's tennis that's everything going on right now and that includes football spring practice so that mm-hmm. includes recruiting events josh you know the sec also came out and said they were canceling recruiting events uh i'm sure there have been even more since since then too so this is pretty yeah, much and, widespread and, and, and where athletics other, have stopped other recruiting events including um camps and combines the elite 11 is canceled the adidas national championship i got a, a text yesterday that the seven on seven which was being held in tampa this year so i was going to attend that as soon as i got back from colorado that's been canceled img regional tournament which was this weekend seven on seven canceled um so yeah it's just not it, it it's it's across the board and it's again we don't know when some of this stuff resumes like for spring practice for fsu you know, right now, let's see, I have a schedule in front of me. So the way it was scheduled uh, was they were going to have be off from now and they're going to resume on March 24th. Mm-hmm. Day before, they're going to have pro day. Uh, Chris reached out to, to FSU uh, Sports Info Department to clarify whether pro day was still on. Uh, they didn't know yet. So that's kind of up in the air in terms of, you know, football practice spring schedule. I mean, the, the ACC's uh, postponement is indefinite. So we don't know. We don't know. You know, I, I imagine at this point, I don't think they canceled the spring game, but I don't foresee that happening later in April. Uh, I think that would be really, really surprised. I don't think we'll see spring practice, but I don't know um, sure yet. Brendan, I don't mean to cut you off, but um, I got a little breaking news to the podcast. I know All we right. hit the breaking news uh, button. Dun, 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 there. 
All right, Justice Reed just hit me back. I, I DM'd him, Justice so, so that's Reed. that's re- recruiting yeah. related. Yeah. yeah, this is recruiting related. I DM'd him last night. Justice Reed's the Youngstown State graduate transfer defensive end. Uh, we had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago. If you haven't listened to that, go check it out. But I asked him, I just said, hey, what's up? Um, I know everything's been crazy. Checked in to see your plans with your official visits and uh, what's going on with FSU. He goes, he said to me this morning, yeah, I was supposed to unofficially visit today, but that was canceled. I'm not sure about the officials. Everybody is trying to figure out everything. I'm sure I'll find out later and let you know. Um, so the news, I, I mean, I didn't know justice Reed was supposed to unofficial visit today and then his official visit was set for April. So as you can see, um, plans are changing and Mm -hmm. the coaches don't even know, you know, justice Reed is kind of in a wait and see mode, just like everybody else, which is, which is understandable. There's just, you know, nobody has the answers right now. Uh, and the buzz, you know, when, when we were covering, you know, well, let's see. Zach and I were on the bench. So I'm trying to gather my thoughts here because this is about recruiting related as you talk about Justice Reed and, and the unknown. Zach and I were on the bench yesterday. I was finishing up spring football stuff. He was keeping an eye out for recruits who were coming and going, and we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, he was talking to one of the recruits, and, and the guy said, yeah, I have no idea what my plans are. I was going to do like a spring tour of uh, of, of some visits. He's like, now there's the coronavirus. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing now. So this is affecting – uh, pretty much sports in every single way possible. I mean, it's it's kind of a screeching halt in the sports world as we kind of take the reality of, of that there's more serious things going on right now. So I was curious what the timeline would be for someone like a Justice Reed or any of the other graduate transfers because their clock's a little different. You know, for, for perspective, like high school recruits, I guess it's going to be an inconvenience for a few months. Uh, maybe be really impactful if it goes into the summertime when you talk about camp season, Josh. But for someone like like a Justice Reed who is looking to make a decision at the end of the spring, I, I'm curious to see how that, you know, in our sports world, how that kind of plays out and affects some of the timelines that, that well, we're looking at. Brendan, he said he wanted to make a decision at the end of the spring. Right. It's not, we that's know not that possible. Summer enrollment, you know, it'll it'll really come. He'll, he'll need to make a decision by the time it comes down to his summer enrollment. And whether that's the A, B or C semester, I don't know yet. Um, but so that his, was, his timeline is likely altered more than likely. Timeline, uh, un, unless he's, you know, I've kind of felt all along. This is just my opinion. I've, I've kind of felt all along that he wants to get back in state to play this final year. I think as long as everything lined up with FSU and he had a he had a seat at the table there then that's where he was going to go. So maybe this alters it. Maybe it doesn't. Um, Obviously it alters his visit plans because FSU wasn't the only school he was going to take a trip to Mm -hmm. Um, that much. We know, does it alter his decision? I mean, we'll see. This is just one player. You know what I mean? Like this is the variables now that, that I'm sure different coaching staffs are starting to weigh and different players are starting to. And and I know, again, I know there's bigger fish to fry than this. Think about if you are a, a, a player that was heading into spring thinking, Oh, I want to see where I'm at because if I'm not where I expect to be, I'm going to go into the transfer portal after spring. Right now, what do you do? Right. Uh, and going back to basketball, like I know some people have mentioned being proponents of granting these seniors like another year of eligibility uh, because they don't get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament. Like I don't know if that's feasible. I don't know how you would navigate that. What do you do with scholarship limits? Do you go over for the year? Like, and it just seems like. Again, this is a reminder, like all this stuff that we love is entertainment and that's fun for you and I to cover and fun for fans to follow. Like it's all kind of taking a backseat right now. And my mindset's having a hard time kind of transitioning 
to that right now. And I'm sure other people are too. We've seen on the message board, Josh, like asking, what are we going to do? I, I don't know, guys. We're going to try to do podcasts, I think, quite a bit during this time and, and try to get some different guests on because we could do that remotely. Well, uh, I mean, I said in the in the group chat even before yesterday, I, I think maybe it was Tuesday or Wednesday, I said, you know, podcasting for us is going to be big moving forward uh, because we can all do it remotely because we can kind of do it at the drop of a hat and because people are going to be sitting around with no sports to watch and they're going to want content. And right. I think there's a lot of things we can do podcast wise that translate better than writing translate better than video. Um, there's, you know, there's, it's just a different form. It's not going to replace everything that we do on the site. We also have ideas for the site as well, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm excited for, for the next couple of weeks, but I've got some ideas on how we can we can have some fun. We can be in, informative and entertaining at the same time. That's what I, I did want to say is, you know, we're talking about something I understand is serious and, and getting more serious. And like I said, it's it going to continue to evolve and change. Uh, so I don't even know what's going to, like you said, Josh, like 72 hours from now, who knows what it's going to look like. We're here to provide entertainment, right? Like that's what you and I are here for, for people that want to listen and kind of get away from from going to Publix and not finding toilet paper. We're here to do two things. We're here to be informative and we're here to be mildly entertaining and at times annoying because let's be honest, you annoy them at times, (laughs) but look, I think there's still a lot of information and we're going to kind of be, you know, we're going to be in touch with Florida state. We're going to be in touch with recruits. So it's good to update, you know, fans on just the tone of, of what's going on out there. Do you think that's people it. understand that my dynamic is like I'm intentionally supposed to be annoying? That that's kind of pot, it's part. It's hard of for the me podcast? to understand that all the time. <laughs> it is for me all too. Right. It, right. It's it's a, it's a weird thing. I know it works, but I I I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do want in the next couple of days when Chris returns uh, from his travels, and again, guys, check out his article because I thought it was a really good picture of like just what a shit show. It was yesterday. I know he wasn't a big fan of, of ACC Commissioner Swafford's, uh, uh, the way he addressed the media. And if you go back and look at some of the quotes, like the, they were seemingly really out of touch. It sounds like Duke was the one based on some reports that, that Duke was the one who kind of said, oh, we're not playing basketball today. And then, you know, when it's ACC, so when Duke kind of says something, you got to follow suit, right? Uh, it affects the, the entire outlook of the tournament. So, uh, Chris has a good picture of of just all the weirdness from yesterday. I do hope that people check that out on Knowles247.com. Uh, Chris and I do want to go ahead and do a podcast, very like recapping the three days of spring. Josh, I know that's not like super exciting, but three days of full access to spring practice is probably more than what we would have had in other springs combined. So we will have some notes and details that we do want to go over. I think that's. I think it's definitely a uh, podcast episode, not only because it's um, a couple practices, but also just the new staff. And it's it could be our last impressions until fall camp. We don't know. And I do want to direct people again in those 24-7. I wrote about the staff. I was having a hard time sleeping uh, this morning. My mind was racing. So uh, one thing I thought the last few days and, and finally kind of put it all together was I think the staff is really buttoned up. We'll see what it leads to on the field in terms of results and uh, wins and losses, but but the staff has a chemistry about it. It has an efficiency about it that I like. Uh, I love the energy with Willie Taggart's staff. So we are in the honeymoon phase, but uh, the, the coaching, the teaching of this staff is, has been really interesting. You can feel players getting excited about it. And, and so that's something I would recommend people just kind of check out. I was able to articulate it, I think a little bit better on 
on paper there. Check that out on Knowles247.com because I think we're seeing some really encouraging fun signs from the coaching staff. We'll go into more detail on that in another podcast, Josh. Uh, let's see. Okay. I, the only other thing I can <laughs> – okay. Uh, you're long for the ride of the, the crazy Brendan trip. At this point. Uh, recruiting stuff, do we want to kind of touch people, give them some information – uh, there were visits again. Those are the last visits yeah. for a while, but you want to go ahead and fill people in on what we got there. Florida state got a couple guys on campus. Uh, most notably four-star cornerback Nylon green. He's six foot two, 183 pounds from Covington, Georgia, number nine corner in the country. Really, really good prospect. Um, he came in. I mean, you know, I think FSU has a shot here. I'm not, I'm not getting too crazy about it. They, um, He's got offers from all over. Right now, he's an elite prospect, top 100 player. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Philip Riley from Bloomingdale High School, really good player. He's he's ranked as a three-star right now on 24-7 sports. He's unranked on the composite. But I really like him. Um, he's six foot one, 190 pounds. I think he's got a shot to to see his stock rise this offseason. Um, he was offered by Clemson. Florida State and Maryland. Outside of that, he really didn't have many other P5 offers. But since then, um, UCF, uh, USC, amongst others, have jumped in. So Philip Riley's quickly becoming a top prospect, and it's great to see Florida State get him on campus just before this uh, quasi-dead period starts. So also notable to get Luke Altmyer on campus. He's yeah. the three-star quarterback commitment from Starkville, Mississippi. Always good when you can get, you know, a potential bell cow of the class on campus uh, one last time before things go sideways. And um, it's just good for him to get with Coach Dillingham, Coach Norvell, um, just see the vision of the program again and be able to communicate it to other recruits that he's out there um, recruiting. Mm -hmm. No worries about his his commitment. Everything there is solid. Florida State also brought in Bryson Estes. He's a interior offensive lineman, likely a center. He goes about six foot three, two seventy eight, from McDonough, Georgia, uh, Eagles Landing High School, number five center in the country, five hundred forty first overall. Uh, Florida State likes him. They like Jake Slaughter. They also like Jared Wilson. There's a handful of interior guys that they like a whole lot. Um, I don't, I, you know, getting Bryson in is important. I don't know exactly where he falls on that center board, but uh, there's a there's a couple of them in there now. So finish it up with uh one of the most highly anticipated guests of the day which was amari harvey amari uh, harvey saw his crystal ball swing from all florida state to as it stands now we're looking at 89 percent florida 11% you know the, you know, you know the 11 percent is this guy amari harvey <laughs> no but amari harvey was back on campus it was a good sign after uh Florida seemed to get all the momentum. All of a sudden, you know, um, Zach Blostein and Knowles 24-7 got word just uh, late on Wednesday night that Amari Harvey was going to show up on Thursday, and he stopped by after school, met with the coaching staff, um, declined to name Florida his leader. Zach said it was kind of a, uh, a, a difficult, not a difficult interview, but an odd interview. Amari didn't want to give up too much, didn't want to say, say a whole lot. Uh, we'll have the full update on, on Knowles 24-7 today. Um, but right now it does look like Florida, Florida state and Alabama are kind of the main teams in the mix there. 11% Sonone is what they call me. Uh, we'll see what the rest of the, uh, the recruiting process looks like for some of these guys. Like if, like if Harvey was someone who wanted to make a decision soon, 
I don't know how that how this changes it. Uh, they also had the linebacker from Louisiana come in. I'm blanking on his name right now, Josh. I should have said that. So you, for you, I'll stall for you to look it up. Uh, but he came he came in earlier in the week. Uh, Zach got with him, and uh, he left with a with a scholarship offer. Andrew, Andrew, something. If you look yeah, it up, Andrew Jones from Louisiana. All right, we got it. Good hustle. Good hustle. Uh, and that was an, another note that I wanted to provide there is that, that he came in for a visit, left with an offer, a commitment. Eh, TBD. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. FSU is like far- very high on Florida State. FSU's his his best offer. Uh, go ahead and watch his highlights. Uh, they're fun. He he certainly looks like a a power five player. I'm not sure of FSU caliber, but but certainly a P five caliber and, and seems energetic and likes to hit people. And that's what you're looking like to baseline raise your program. I'm I'm cool with that if he's a take and it seems like he is. So all right, I think that's everything for recruiting. Uh, yeah, next week, Josh, we're probably gonna do a lot of podcasts. Is the plan right now? I don't want to, I don't want to promise too much, but I think that's gonna be the plan. So I'm looking forward to that as much as I can, given you know how how things are altered for us and our coverage plans. But I think it'll be entertaining for people and and give mm-hmm. you guys an outlet from from weirdness right now. Um, speaking of weird, as we wrap this up, I need to go because I gotta go take my dog Willie to get his uh, anal glands released at the vet. So oh, that's a fun trip. Yeah, Take yeah, pictures. it's going to be a blast, maybe literally. All right, All right guys, <laughs> we're out of here. Bye.